Hey, Better Days family. Welcome to Better Days Podcast, the summer session. I'm so glad that you are here. Make sure to check out the weekly practice at the end of this episode. For more content from Better Days, check out our website, betterdaysfmly.co. If you'd like to support this podcast and the work we are doing around mental health and suffering, click the donate page on our website. As many of you know, this month is National Suicide Prevention Month. After the last 18 months, it is more important than ever to have a conversation about suicide. And I'd like to talk to you today about the reality of suicide. Before we enter into this discussion, I want to let you know that this will be the last episode of our summer session series. We hope that you found help and hope throughout these important discussions around emotional health, emotions, trauma, and then ending our summer session series on this important subject. You can catch up on any episode you missed in this series. Just go to Better Days Podcast on any podcast platform. Also, don't miss our weekly practice at the end of today's episode. So let's talk about suicide in our current moment. Think about what we've all just walked through, a disruption of life on every level. This moment has deeply impacted every person's mental health. In fact, depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation have increased exponentially over the last almost two years. I wanna share some stats over the last year that help paint a picture of how people are really doing under the surface. In one study, 79% of all who were screened experienced moderate to severe anxiety. More than 2,500 people a day indicated symptoms of depression in this same study. And 85% of those screened had moderate to severe depression. Now listen to this. 62% of all 11 to 17-year-olds experienced thoughts of suicide or self-harm on more than half of the days to nearly every day of the week. Another study during this current moment that we're all living through said, COVID-19 tripled the rate of depression in U.S. adults in all demographic groups. So it wasn't just one particular demographic. It was every demographic group struggling mentally and emotionally through the moment that we're living through. Let me add some just general suicide statistics. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among ages 10 through 34. Suicide is the fourth leading cause of death among ages 35 to 54. And on average, around 130 Americans die by suicide every single day. Now just pause for a moment and think through that progression of how people are doing in this moment with anxiety and depression and suicidal ideation. And then think of just the normal stats around suicide in our country. Our mental and emotional health has been deeply affected by the layers of stress and unknowns and medical hardships and financial hardships and all the different layers of trials that we faced over the last few years. 
Knowing these stats should lead us to talk about this more. Suicide is a reality for many people, whether they are thinking about it or they've been directly affected by it. I remember my first direct connection with suicide. I was in middle school and I'd walked over to my best friend's house after school one day. When I got into his house, I could tell that he was shaken up. He went on to tell me that one of our classmates, a girl that we both had known and a girl that he had dated, had died by suicide. That was my first direct interaction. And I've had more since then. And I share that story to say, silence is not a solution. We have to talk about suicide. We cannot be silent. Talking about suicide is an important step into helping people. In fact, Dr. Gary Collins affirms this saying, rather than encouraging suicide as commonly assumed, open discussion more often reduces its likelihood. That's important because there's this myth out there that if you talk about suicide, it's going to increase suicide, but that is actually a myth and not truth. So let's say that you're interacting with someone that has shared about just depression and anxiety and struggling with living anymore, having any more purpose, and maybe even directly talking about suicidal ideation that they are having. How do we help someone who is struggling with suicidal ideation? Here are some general tips that are very helpful. Talk about it. Don't be afraid to open up the discussion when you're concerned for somebody or when they are talking about suicide directly. When you are in this conversation, lean into the conversation with love and gentleness and listen closely to the conversation as it proceeds and all the suicidal talk in the midst of the conversation, not to judge, not to condemn, but to really lean into what that person is experiencing. Always take suicidal ideation or any talk of not wanting to live anymore seriously. And one of the things that is important to do is to probe what is beneath the suicidal talk or ideation. There's often pain there. Some sort of deep inner pain that somebody is struggling with. So ask the person, what is causing the pain? Open up your heart to what they're experiencing and feeling, the suffering, the pain, the storyline that they unfold as they communicate to you. And as this conversation is proceeding, lean in with empathy. Empathy is so important when we are fragile, when we are dealing with the deep inner turmoil and pain in our lives. It's also important to know that letting a person know that you care about them and that they are genuinely loved is so valuable when a person unearths in a conversation a deep and vulnerable moment of sharing their own desire maybe to commit suicide. Your care and your love is so important. Sometimes in these conversations, it's important to also let somebody know that their life has immense value. 
that their life is important and that God places immense value on that person and their life in the moment that they are feeling the most vulnerable with brokenness and pain. Also, let the person know that there is help available and enlist help. Communicate maybe some direction. There is help relationally to find relational support and communication in friendships, in mentorships, in a community of people like a church, to be able to connect with someone or a small group of people and to find support. That is very helpful. There is also help with professional therapy. Therapy can save a person's life. And it can begin to untangle a person's pain and and be a source and a place where a person who is having suicidal ideation can begin to find hope and help and healing in whatever they're going through. Also, just for you to know, there's a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The number is 1-800-273-8255. And you can call that to find help. There's also a crisis crisis text line that is free. It's a 24/7 support for those in a crisis. You can text 741741 from anywhere in the US to talk to a trained crisis counselor. And you as the helper can call that as well. One of the last things I would say is stay committed to that person. When someone opens up about suicide, the last thing you want to do is ghost them. And sometimes we're uncomfortable because we don't know what to do. We're not a professional. We don't have all the answers, but here's what you can do. You don't need to have all the answers to help someone. Genuine love and genuine care can save a person's life. There is what we call the ministry of presence that is so valuable another human being with empathy, care, and love that comes alongside of somebody facing deep struggle and brokenness, that can literally save a person's life. Let me share another story. My wife, she was in high school. And one day she went up to this girl and said something really nice to her and talked to her and acknowledged her not somebody that she normally talked to. A couple years down the road, this girl uh, intersected with her life and shared with her that that day she was thinking about committing suicide after school. And because my wife went up to this girl and just genuinely showed kindness and care and attention and encouragement, that presence And that kindness caused her to want to continue to live. And I say that to say, be available to love somebody who is struggling and open up your heart to whatever they're going through. And here's what I would say to anybody right now in this moment who is struggling with suicide. If you are struggling with suicide, I want you to know that you are deeply loved. You are deeply loved by God and your life is so important. It has immense value. 
Maybe people in your life have torn you down with their words. Maybe they have defamed your identity and value, but I want you to know that's not the truth. The truth is your life is so valuable, so worth living, and you are important. You have an important place and purpose in our world and your pain is real and pain is hard. I am so sorry for what you are going through and what you are carrying. And I care about what you are going through. And there is hope. Don't judge your future by your present weariness. There are better days ahead. Hope is still alive even when we feel like we have lost hope. Pain and suffering can be crushing. We may come to a point where we feel like we have lost hope, but hope is still alive when we feel like we've lost it. Hope can revive in a weary and broken heart. And I want you to know hope is real. Hope acknowledges your pain. It never dismisses it. And hope cries out that we still have a future in the midst of our pain. I also want to let you know that there is help. Please reach out for help. There are therapists, teachers, coaches, friends, family members, mentors, pastors, churches that would love to talk with you and support you and encourage you in this moment of brokenness in your life. Also, if you are struggling with suicidal ideation and maybe you've attempted suicide, I want you to dial the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The phone number is 1-800-273-8255. Or if you don't feel like talking, text the crisis text line. It's 24-7, as I said before. Simply text 741741 from anywhere in the U.S. to text with a trained crisis counselor. So here is my final thought and the final practice for this season of Better Days podcast. The first practice is for those of you connected with people who are deeply struggling with their mental health. When somebody is talking about suicide or not wanting to live anymore, the practice that I want to encourage you around is to look beneath the surface and begin to talk to somebody about what they're really going through that's prompting that hopelessness in their life. And when you open up that conversation, open wide your heart with love, care, and empathy. And for those of you who are really struggling right now personally with suicidal ideation or hopelessness in your life, I want you and I want to encourage you because your life is so important and because hope is present even in our own brokenness and weariness, you have a future. I want to encourage you to reach out to someone. Just take one step, whether it's a friend or a family member or a teacher or a coach or a mentor or a pastor or a church or a community group or a therapist, reach out to one person this week and begin to share. Open up your pain. 
when we open up our pain, when we start to communicate to our pain to someone, that is a place, although it hurts, that is a place where we began to find hope, support, and healing. Let's end this season on this note. Pain is hard. Pain is real. And pain sometimes is very, very challenging to navigate. But even in the midst of pain, there is hope for better days ahead. Much love to you. Thanks for following along this summer for the Better Days podcast, The Summer Sessions. For more content and to stay connected, check out the previous seasons and follow along with us on betterdaysfmly.co or on IG, betterdaysfmly. I'm super proud of all of you for the deep work you've done this summer in processing emotions and how to navigate these deep, hard, complicated realities inside of us. The hard work is always worth it. Much love to you. And there are always better days ahead.